Namaste and welcome to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. This is Cindy Lindsay Rael, and you're listening to Soul Talk. This is another in my series on having breast cancer. I've been working with the breast cancer for about 10 months since my diagnosis. And I know that's not very long compared to some people who have chronic illnesses and deal with cancer for many years of their lives. But it has been long enough for me to notice a shift in my consciousness, which I'm considering troubling. It's not a healthy shift. And it's sometimes obvious, but sometimes it's just very subtle shift in consciousness to what I'm going to call the consciousness of illness. So I want to examine that today because I think it's important for us all to find a way to stay in the consciousness of health. You know, when I first got diagnosed with cancer, I didn't even use the word cancer. I said, I I don't have cancer. I actually said that directly to my oncologist. And he understood what I was trying to do there, which was not define myself by the cancer. And I held that verbiage really well for quite a long time. But you know what? Somewhere underneath, I was still becoming a person with cancer. And as the months out of work went on, while I shrunk the tumor, my old life patterns of doing healing six days a week started to fade away in my memory and fade away in me. And as that faded, I began to lose some kind of self-definition. That was important to me. And now that's not all bad. Um, Illness comes to us for a reason. We do want it to change us. We do want it to clear our karmas. We do want it to develop our soul energy. And that does require some loss of the old self. But in this case, as the old self faded, I'm not sure I had any real vision of my new self other than being this person who's waking up in pain and having a long way to go with dealing with this cancer. And it was very helpful that I had the chance to be in residence at the Divine Living Lineage Healing Center to do the tumor shrinkage because there I got to do meditation multiple times a day and that super helped. It was not a new definition of myself, but at least I was engaged in something that was the truth of me, meditation and connection to the divine. You know, but once I came home from divine lineage, um, I was really very ill for a number of months. My level of and type of symptoms made it difficult for me to meditate or even feel relaxed for that matter. So the meditation's obviously became less frequent and a lot less satisfying. And in addition, I was waking up each day with some level of physical distress. And inside that physical distress, still having to face all the householder duties and the finances and the cleaning. And at the same time, I was trying to endure further medical testings and long drives from where I live to those medical facilities and so on. And I'm pretty sure it was then that my thoughts began to just be centered on my own distress and exhaustion. And I would even catch myself sometimes ruminating on my own distress, telling myself how bad I feel or that I don't feel I can do this or that or not wanting to be seen because I was 
incapacitated in certain moments of the day. I would find myself holding myself in protective body stances that didn't look like me or feel like me. And I would make choices on what I would do and who I would talk to and who I would see based on my thoughts of illness. I began to isolate myself and fall into a depression. And that depression seemed to center me even more on that physical distress and on those negative thoughts. And that that syndrome I just described that I noticed in myself is what I'm calling the consciousness of illness. And it can be when the physical symptoms are so omnipresent or so compelling that your thoughts change to only center on those symptoms, or when the fear of the unknown aspects of the illness become the basis for our choices, our actions, and our thoughts. It can be just simply because we don't have a vision of the healed state or anything beyond this current pattern of illness and symptoms in our own bodies. And when that kind of illness thought and illness experience begins to create our general mental and emotional attitude, we are in a consciousness of illness. I believe that our thoughts do create our reality, and I believe this on both the metaphysical and quantum physics levels. But even if you don't believe that, it's quite clear from the research of psychology that when we focus on a thought, we begin to have feelings with, related to that thought, and then we're highly likely to enact that thought in the world. We even create perceptual sets from those thoughts and feelings that then guide how we view and experience our world. So even psychologically, our thoughts create what reality we perceive and per- perpetuate. So thoughts centered on our distressing symptoms of illness are at least causing us to perceive illness as our reality. And at worst, they're creating more symptoms, more worry, and more disease. And that was me. It was more focused on how bad I felt, and the more I focused on that, the worse I felt. The more I worried about how long it was taking or not having enough money or a thousand of other associated worries that come with a long-term illness, the more I was in fear. And I was in a consciousness of illness. And I think it's pretty easy to fall into that once your illness goes on for a long time or if it's very severe or if the symptoms are compelling and overwhelming to you. And it takes a lot of effort to get out. And I've been working on it because I know that if I can get myself into the consciousness of health, I will be healed. Even if my body still has cancer, whatever reason the cancer came to me in this lifetime, I can face from the consciousness of health. And when I face it that way, that is healing. It's soul healing. But first, I think it's important in this process of trying to shift this consciousness of illness to really decide, believe that you are a co-creator of your own destiny. Whether you believe the metaphysical or the psychological explanation of how we create reality, either way, we're always creating our destiny. And we need to get in charge of that, in charge of that reality creation and in the creation of our own selves. I needed to see myself as co-creator in this process. 
I needed to re-engage actions of meditation, positive thoughts and experiences, and so on, as part of my healing process. And I have found that these are not addendums to medication, diet, rehab that the doctor has prescribed, but they're the point of healing. Who I am within and how that's connected to the divine is the source of me. All illness comes to test and grow that source in me. When I choose to grow it, I choose health. But in being a co-creator, it means we need to find some kind of soul stance from which to decide on our creation there, our new self, our healed consciousness. And I think I find that in the kind of don't expect, but keep inspiration high notion that Sri Kaleshwar put forward. He used to say, don't expect. He also said, keep inspiration high. And the two often sounded contradictory to me. How do I keep my inspiration high if I don't expect some goal or some outcome? But what I noticed during my cancer treatment is that every time I expected to feel better, or be at the next phase of my healing, my expectations got dashed by some kind of complication. The complications did not need to be devastating, but they just felt that way because I had expected something else. You see, expectations create attachment, and the whole journey of the soul is to release worldly illusory attachments. So if we're in an illness which is coming to us to increase our souls by helping us to release our worldly attachments, well then, you know what? Expectations are only subverting the process of healing. So, okay, I had to learn that one the hard way. But how not to expect and keep inspiration high while you're not expecting anything and co-create in your reality? How do we really do that? Well, I think the following approaches help with that. The first thing I think needs to be done is to find things to do, to read, to watch, to engage that are the truth of us. Find what is true inside you and engage that. You know, one of my cousins passed away nearly 10, maybe 15 years ago now from cancer. And he spent his life contributing to and serving his community, his church, and his family. He was beloved, and he was a very loving being. And I'll always remember what he taught me about facing his death. In his last days in the hospital, he was in constant, excuse me, constant and overwhelming pain. But his way of dealing with with that was to ask how we could use that suffering for the benefit of others. (laughs) I'm not sure I even ever asked that question when I was in pain. But that was him. You know, his reasoning, I think, was something like he'd spend his lifetime giving to others and he wanted to meet his death in the same way. So he began a constant prayer. Something like, if I can remember it, God, please allow my suffering to lighten the suffering of others. And once he started this prayer, he said he'd 
didn't care about the pain anymore because he was sure God had brought it and would use it wisely. He died a few days later. But he died as himself in the consciousness of his own divinity and in partnership with God. And that is soul consciousness of health, even in death. We need to find that consciousness in us. We don't have to be dying to find it. We just need to be consistent with the truth of who we are and what's real inside of us and seek those things and act in those ways and make those choices in what we read or listen to or with whom we speak. I think we also need to develop and use a vision of our healed self. But for us to do that, we have to realize that each illness comes from a lesson of a soul. Then we find that soul lesson. And once you have the vision of that, you can create your vision of the healed state based on the resolution of that soul issue and therefore of the illness. For me, the soul issue is always unworthiness. So, My healed state vision sees me as feeling perfectly fine, perfectly worthy, perfectly happy, perfectly capable in all situations. Then you see and rehearse in your head the healed state as as if it's already done. Not just getting there, not on the steps to it, not heading there, already done. Create the done state. And then add to it a loving, grateful, or compassionate emotional state to feel very strongly while you're holding your inner vision of your healed state. So really get into the thankfulness, the gratitude for, oh my goodness, thank you God for bringing this state in my life, this thing that's bothered me my whole lifetime. I had to go through an illness to get here. But oh my goodness, I could have never believed I would feel this fabulous. That's one of the things I tend to say to myself and really build that state of gratitude inside of me so strongly that I can feel it in every aspect of my body. And then I just hold that feeling along with my healed state vision. And then you need to rehearse that, um, the inner feeling and the healed state vision, rehearsing it as much as possible, and especially when you notice the consciousness of illness creeping up on you. And I found that I need to let my vision shift higher as my soul realizations evolve in doing that process, that who I thought I might want to be at the end of all this might actually shift and change with experiencing that gratitude and experiencing that beauty of being at the end of this in a new state. And then... We have to be sure that we're not grasping on to expectations here as we develop this. So you heal your thoughts and emotions, and you let God or Mother Divine be in charge of the physical outcomes of the process. And that last one, that's important. And that we, you know, we don't want this reality creation thing to turn into expectation and another hanging on to the illusions 
in some way that we're then going to have to deal with and break in order for our souls to advance. Instead, we need to feed, we need it to feed our inspiration rather than our expectations. But I know that can be difficult. And when we put effort in, we want to who and expect some outcomes. So instead of expecting the outcome of your inner vision at the end of those meditations, put a thank you in there to God or Mother Divine and hand it over then to them to take to the highest possibilities. I like to admit, you know, I don't really even know what the highest thing is. Please take it there. And if you feel still feel like you're anticipating or expecting, you can ask for a sign to keep you going. Dr. Joe Dispenza and his meditations reminded me of this technique, but it's similar to what Sri Kleshwar said when he told us that his angels will bring us messages in the nature. We can, we can use that. We can use the idea that we have help in the angelic realms, in the nature, to deal with the need for inspiration in this process. Now, so what you're doing at the end of your meditation where you're holding your beautiful, high, divine feeling of gratitude or love or compassion and your inner vision of your healed state is at the end you're handing it over to God or Mother Divine and then you're basically asking them to take it to the highest place and then you're asking, please give me some kind of sign. Now, you're not asking for a sign of miraculous healing, but instead for something small, just to let you know the divine ones are listening and taking care. Then just notice and accept any small surprise that comes, any unusual thing in the nature that happens, or things of beauty or kindness of joy that may occur. And these are your signs. So grab onto them to maintain your inspiration without expectation. You know, as an example of this, the other day I had finished my meditation and I had surrendered the outcomes and I asked for a sign. And within an hour, it doesn't always work this fast, but within an hour, the repair people who had called earlier in the day to say they couldn't come until late next week, just showed up at my door ready to work. And now that's a marvelous surprise. And it's certainly not how the nature normally works for me. I don't know about you. So that tells me it's a sign they heard me, and they're working to repair me. Then I think we have to stay vigilant of those insidious thoughts and illness that come and try and stay on top of switching them. I like to use decharge techniques or the second trigger mantra to let go of the negative thoughts. I've mentioned this many times on Soul Talk, and please email me if you want that mantra or those techniques. Then I like to focus into something positive with my thoughts and emotions. And you can choose to put your mind on something of beauty or love. Even if you have to force yourself to do it, do it. You can choose to do a meditation to envision your healed state. You can listen to, play, or sing beautiful music that makes you happy. You can take a walk outside. You can focus on the beauty of nature. You can do any kind of hobby or pursuit that gets you to that out-of-time, out-of-space feeling. You can laugh. That's simple. If you're ill, you can still laugh. Or you can join in some sacred ceremony or sacred conversation that feels uplifting. There are a thousand things to put your mind on that are beauty and love and joy and laughter 
and happiness. Find something that works for you and stick to it. And then I found that I have to accept and surrender whatever is trying to leave, whatever the loss is. And it could be your old sense of self that's fading away. It could be the physical ability that's going away. It could be the loss of your hair or other bodily changes from the illness or treatment. Maybe the loss of independence and privacy. It might be the loss of the normal patterns of life that are now just becoming all about bodily functions and dysfunctions. It may even be the loss of loved ones as they drop away during a long illness. Whatever it is, whatever that loss is, let it go. Bless it. Try to find an acceptance in that loss. It's not easy. First, I think you have to know that you're losing it to become something greater. You have to truly believe that. But I also have another little trick that was taught to me by a friend who passed away from cancer several years ago. I think I've mentioned her here before. And in the midst of her debilitating cancer, she went to receive a healing from Sri Kaleshwar. And when he asked her what she wanted, she never asked to be healed. She said simply, give me what's highest for my soul. So when I'm trying to accept the losses like that, I like to say, take it, mother. Just bring me what's the highest for my soul. For me, that has a great deal of emotional significance because of my friend. But it also puts me in line with the true self and with my true beliefs. And that's what I learned from my cousin. By offering it all to the Divine Mother, I am being the best of my own soul energy, not the consciousness of illness, but the consciousness of my Divine Self in partnership with God. As I'm doing these things, I'm finding that they work, so that's why I'm suggesting them to you today. But you know what? I have to stay at it. However, as I do continue to pull myself back to the consciousness of health, this old consciousness of illness does seem to be fading. And the old me is fading out in a good way now. And the new me is starting to take shape. So I'm hoping for everyone that they stay out of the consciousness of illness and can find their way back to the consciousness of health by connecting into the truth of who they are and the truth of this journey, which is called illness. But I want to end this with a very heartfelt thank you to my dear friends, my cousin, my clients and others who have faced cancer and other debilitating illnesses. You've shown me the path of the soul in all of this. Some of you gave your lives showing that path. I will not forget you, nor will I forget what you've taught me. I promise to myself and to you, my dear friends, I will do as you did and as you are doing. I will follow the road of the soul wherever it takes me, and I will keep sharing what I find. 
This is Cindy Lindsay Rael for Divine Lineage. You have been listening to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken. With your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Namaste. Namaste.